from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine, and everything in between, this is Legends Look Back. Whew, it is Thursday. What a day it has been at Star Wars <laughs> Celebration. Jackson Cartoon. You I know, I can't Please. believe that. I can't believe I'm missing out right now. It's not even fair. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, so jealous, Rick. guys. We left you behind, and the other four of us are at Star Wars Celebration today, being Thursday. <sighs> they had the huge panels. The panel, mm. but the Lucasfilm Publishing, Lucasfilm TV panel. Uh, Freddie already mentioned the Jackson cartoon. Yeah, uh, Emily, what were you so ex- what were you excited about today from celebration? I mean, honestly, just being around so many electric fans. I mean, it was just <laughs> the chemistry was palpable. Everybody was yeah. just united. Oh, it was so great. Did you see the attendance? They said six hundred and fifty thousand people. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Gee, that's almost that's unbelievable. I'm probably the only person on the planet not there. Jerry, can I tell you something <laughs> that I was uh, an announcement I was really disappointed in? Yeah. yeah. Disapp- I don't don't bring us down. No, uh, they announced a, a Prince Shizor uh, live action TV show, and I and they come with that. pretty excited. Didn't it come with the pheromone spray as well? Yeah, they gave that good. out to promote good. it. It was really um, in poor taste. I think some got on I liked my robes. It, yeah. We're getting a I little dizzy. It, that, uh, John Favreau. John Favreau gave. I've said John Favreau. <laughs> he gave the announcement from the bathtub, like Shizor. Yeah. Oh. You know, like right yeah. there on the yeah. celebration stage. Yeah. That was I, bold. He, uh, yeah. I do I do wish I was there to see Jared's face when they announced the Battlestar Galactica crossover uh, into the Star Wars universe. Uh, so that that's going to be really Katie good. Sackhoff I'm excited about it. Katie Sackhoff is there. You know, she's in both universes. Yeah, I know. Works, I know. It worked very well. It's going to break... It's going to break the space-time continuum for sure. Stop it. Well, <laughs> in case you are watching this the night that it comes out, we are... The three of us, not Rick, at Star Wars oh. Celebration. We are pre-recording this episode, though, so we have no idea what has happened. And we're very excited to find out. So let us watch, know in the comments what you're... Watch it be boring. Watch you hate it. Watch you regret your decision. <laughs> we're not coming out with anything Rick? for 10 years. <laughs> they, yeah. have, they have teased a Tales of the Jedi show, man. Oh. Tales. Uh, Rick and I, uh, Freddie and I and Emily, we're going to do a, like, a live reaction there at the panel. Oh. To Tales of the Jedi. Oh, I hope you guys get that lottery. It's, That'd be it's so much the, fun. It's the tail, right, from the actual Padawan. That's, that's <laughs> oh, what the we're braid. getting. Oh, the braid, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. the braid. Yeah. Tales of nice. Jedi. <laughs> I'm very excited. So if you are at Celebration, we wanted to at least yeah. go ahead and get a show out. Anyway, we are doing our second part of the Kenobi Roundtable. So um, we are excited to be back in the swing of things when we get back from Celebration. Hopefully, third time's charm. I'm actually meeting Freddie for the first time ever <laughs> after three years of podcasting together. Uh, and so very chances. excited to see what we have coming your way. But for tonight, we are covering Kenobi from 2013 by John Jackson Miller. So let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books podcast for people who like to bop it, <laughs> where we celebrate our rich EU history as well as do, 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 do. dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined tonight by the person who I have actually, officially, hopefully met in the flesh for the first time ever, Freddie C. How are you, Freddie? You know, if by this time we still haven't met, that means you're sleeping in my house and we have not still hung out. So that'd be weird. <laughs> <Not spoken. laughs> 
<laughs> so that'd oh be weird, but uh, I'm I'm excited for this episode. I'm very thirsty. This this you know talking about Kenobi makes me very thirsty. Always thinking about uh, moisture evaporators and uh, hey! uh, whatnot. And uh, you see my name. There's one right there. Um, who knows? I mm. might have a tattoo of one at Celebration. <laughs> mm. the, the moisture evaporator would make a great forearm tattoo. Yes. Like mm. down the arm. I, I legitimately down thought the about spine. it. The entire back. Mm. I, I've heard the spine hurts. <laughs> I've thought like, you know, down the arm would be a moisture evaporator. <clears throat> However, Corey said if you get the Uchini logo, you're fired. What? So, he doesn't want people to have like that emotional like he's like don't get a tattoo of our of of Utini. Don't get a Utini <laughs> tattoo. He's he's adamant about it and I think he's right. You know who else has a tattoo? Joining us again this week for Legends Look Back. I forgot her name. It's not in the show notes. I'm working on it. Emma Park. There it is. <laughs> Emma. Hey, yes, hello. Hello. I do have a tattoo. It's very recent. It's less well, when we're recording this, it's less than a week old. Uh, so for those of you that don't watch Cosmic Force, here it is. It's the Skywalker Ooh. saber with uh, MTFBWY, may the force be with you, in Arbesh so cool. below it. And uh, mm. yeah, it was great. Definitely don't recommend uh, getting it on your wrist because it hurts very bad. Um, literally anywhere else would probably hurt <laughs> much less, but uh, it was worth it. It was worth it. It's it's good. It's very itchy right now. But other, other than that, it's good. <laughs> well, nice. I am so excited to also get to meet Emily Day back in person. How are you, Emily? I am doing well. I am hopefully at this point not completely exhausted with having a newborn <laughs> and spent all day meeting people that I've been waiting to meet for years. So um, it's going to be electric. If you are at Celebration, stop by our booth. Utini is going to have a booth there, and we will all be hanging out. Um, We're shooting at books out of point. a cannon. Yeah, what? you can shoot Emily's baby out of the cannon. <laughs> okay, um, we have Emily some things we need promises. to discuss. Ground um, rules. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Darth Tumnus will be there, so you can say hey to the baby that has... Uh... He's signing books? <laughs> what the, I like might legitimately... Oh my god. Yes. No, I'll, oh, bring, I'll bring an man. ink pad that you use for stamps, but we'll just put his left uh, foot on it. That would, that be, would be cool for like on a Utini bookmark. Well, wow, yes. very excited. Okay. Who have I missed? We got things to talk you know about. who's not going? Rick Grace. <laughs> wah, wah. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Buddy, oh my gosh. I could hold it. I could that, hold it. That killed me. That look was hysterical. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Rick. Yeah. That was an ice cold nope, stare for back. those listening. <laughs> He's turned it again. That's right. I've never seen Rick look this serious. Twitching. I've known him for ten years. <laughs> he can't I mean, even that's what I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, very excited to uh, maybe get it's, the, it's the context. To have some shenanigans, <laughs> and uh, we are, however, going to try to score Rick some rare Star Wars books. So, hopefully, yes, for me, that's like more fun than anything else. Like have an adventure and a goal. So I've got yeah. like a bunch because you know me. I can't just have like one. I've got a bunch of like very specific goals. I've got a list of authors whose signatures I'm trying to get, and I've got a list of when they're at certain places and how much they're charging, and it's a whole thing. And I'm hoping that uh, we can shoot like a like a little YouTube video of my author autograph collection that I'm putting together. Oh. I just, custom I just printed of a, a poster. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Thought of the Michael Michael Scott quote of we're gonna have youtube come down here and record this videotape it for us <laughs> that's uh, right so yeah youtube is gonna be there yeah. anthony carboni's no. gonna narrate it it's gonna be amazing there's gonna be a lot of vlogging Abs. going on i can i can guarantee mm. you that um 
I actually bought Star a Wars camera for this celebrate for this like occasion. Uh, it's like a little vlog camera, and it has a, a gimbal, so it's always stable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it shoots in nice. 4K. We're gonna have a great time. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you said logging, and I was excited for the lumberjack within me. But then uh, <laughs> I that would be a very main California. thing of me to do. So I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll bring my main <laughs> my main pine. You know, so to go yeah. Logging. yeah, logging pine trees, yes. just pine can trees. We, can er, we can we have trees, trees. for a second uh, Canadian Kenobi? Uh, hello there, eh? You know, that, that's a, a good a good look. <laughs> California good look. Kenobi. Yeah. Hello there, dudes. Hey, man. <laughs> Freddie, when I was in California a few weeks yeah. ago, I went to in Malibu Surfside Beach. Okay. Literally, mm. it's called Surfside Beach. There were, I kid you not, two hundred surfers. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they they like thought they were in a Disney movie about <laughs> surfing. <laughs> they were using all the surfing stereotypes. They were like, "Dude, it's gnarly out there, hey, man. man." That's that's <laughs> how we talk. It's for sure a thing. Uh, Somebody came down, and I kid you not, he said these words: "Surfboard on his shoulder." Galloping down in his wetsuit with his buddy, he said, "There aren't any waves in Hawaii like this. I'm telling you, dude." <laughs> My wife and I looked at each other and just cackled, and oh, we totally. went back to our books. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> you know that's that's the thing. I, I've lived in Huntington for a while, and that's literally titled officially Surf City of the U.S. So I get. I, I thought understand. it was called Huntington. Ah, Surf City, man. That's where it's at. <laughs> but that's very much well, the culture, so that's I can't wait for everyone to experience that at a, a celebration. I'm looking forward to putting together like the most legendy things that happened at celebration, Ooh. and for us to t- Finding cover that. The Galaxy of Fear collection, maybe that. I was thinking more along the lines of like, you know, Tales of the Jedi being announced. Yeah. Also, other things. <laughs> there's a there's a Legends uh, illustrator. Cool. Chris Trevis, who did all the illustrations for oh, yeah. the the big Pablo Hidalgo book we like, the essential, yeah, the essential readers companion, yep. the artist that did all those illustrations is going to be there. All right, y'all, we're so making Rick to... sad. Let's uh, maybe let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's going back to his book. Oh, are you done? Rick, however, is holding up the book that we are talking about tonight, and that is Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. We talked about the different covers last week and by last week i mean an hour ago because we're recording a double episode tonight here uh, in real time let me ask you though guys uh, rick can we do like a, a run through real quick on on these three what's your favorite of the three covers the original the brazilian or the essential legends collection i'm uh I like kind of thinking maybe the Brazilian myself. Yeah, for sure the Brazilian. Agreed. Agreed. So here's here's the original. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, good old Ewan McGregor, couple of couple of sons up there. Um, <laughs> here's the uh, Essential Legends collection, looking pretty fly. Um, nice blue shat- shade shadow illumination glow. That's the word um, coming across his face. And then the Brazilian cover, uh, little little perspective. Um, ominous and and powerful and other words that are cool. Moody. Um, uh, yeah, man. mood. They're all yeah, that's so right. good. Each, each one has its own, own feeling, right? This yeah. one is, is a, uh, this Brazilian one has a feeling of power. Mm-hmm. The other mm-hmm. one, which is the one that we've all seen, it looks there's a very strong resolve on that face. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. uh, yeah, see that's resolve right there. If I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in in the yeah, this one here though, I, I there's also suspicion. 
Yes. Power, resolve, and suspicion. I see this torn. Mm. I like this one. Constipated. The best, constipated. Constipated. Man, Rick ruined it. A Star Wars story. <laughs> Kenobi, oh, a constipated Rick. Star Wars story. <laughs> uh, it's, it's past my bedtime. This one's going to be off the rails. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Well, if you would like an episode that's slightly less off the rails, go back and listen to last week's episode, episode 90, Kenobi Roundtable Part 1. Slash, <laughs> Freddie and I already did a Kenobi roundtable. This with, one's number two. With it's number ninety-one. Thank you. Uh, we did. Uh, we did. Freddie, remember this? Way back in the day, it was actually episode two of Legends Look Back yeah. with Doctor Charles Henkel. Yeah. It was after that episode that Freddie said, "Guys, I'm worried about Legends Look Back." <laughs> no, that Corey said. It was Corey. Corey said, "Guys, I'm worried about Legends Look Back." You remember that, Freddie? I do. I do. Uh, very. Wow, back in those days, we were we were definitely on the uh, ambitious end of how many books to read. Uh, those are such early days. If we, if we, I can't even listen to some of those early <laughs> early episodes. No, I can't. They're like so the cringy. first eight are really rough. The first yeah. thirty are also rough. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's, it's, it's really, really in the eighty nine when we get our groove. <laughs> it's like in the, it's like in, the in the the, the late thirties. Listen, so I was uh, I was reorganizing some of our YouTube playlists, and we have one called Utini Roundtables, and I was like, oh, I should add in like all the Legends Look Back roundtables and all the Cosmic Force roundtables, and I was looking, you guys did a roundtable like every other episode in the early days, it was <laughs> yeah. wild. I was amazed. Y'all would read like trilogies yeah. in a week. Like how? Yeah. It was crazy. Well, I don't know how you guys did that. What didn't occur to me then, back <laughs> long ago in the year of 2019... When I was what, but a wee lad, I didn't understand that it took time to read the books, <laughs> and that there are actually other things you can talk about on a podcast than just talking about the books. Right. Yeah. Sweet. And Corey would say to me, mm. Corey would say to me, "You need to think of episodes that are not just book roundtables," and I would say, "I don't understand what that means." <laughs> Or so Jared, we just kept you, reading books. You could do like what I did with this book and read it in a day. But the key oh, is that you it. need to do you need to set aside a whole day though. Mm-hmm. So you we've can't have it. a life outside of this. You. Basically, we have. We, Freddie and I both have many times. Love it. Uh. Court, of Princess Leia. One day, read it entirely on the exercise bike. Yep. Wow. Yep. I remember. So you got I some remember, motion in there too. <laughs> yeah. There was a time I was commuting about an two hours to go to a job site and uh i remember during that time i was listening double speed to uh i can't remember which which audiobook were you driving double speed i was probably (laughs) it happens and then uh getting home was like four hours i was like okay i get home and i tell everybody just don't talk to me i'm going to be laying down in bed to double speed not thinking of anything about this book and then uh there we go podcast next day Hey, I love this book. <laughs> those are those Amazing. are rookie numbers, Freddie, in terms of speed. Rookie numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. No. Uh, oh yeah. There. Let's yes, see. if you don't know, what we're talking about Emma read the entirety of Kenobi in one. Oh yeah. City. Yes, at three Didn't times speed. Was it triple speed? Yeah. There you yeah. Go. yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, uh, well. Now, guys, we've had some debate in recent weeks behind closed doors at Utini, and we're gonna pull them up out from behind closed doors here onto these doors oh god i'm scared that are the legends the legends look back doors and that is the debate has been the debate has been um that maybe kenobi doesn't belong 
oh. in the foundational five. And some folks have made the case that it does. Some folks have made the case that it does not. I'm on the case that it does, and I think I've won. So much so that we have changed the foundational five to a spectacular six. Essential six. <laughs> That's not right. The sinister six. The sinister you six. Essential six. <laughs> the essential... Special seven. Six. And we're, we're working on it. Workshopping it. I don't know if this has been officially announced. We might have just ruined it. So, um, make your case. Score around the horn. Does it belong as one of the first Star Wars books somebody ought to read? Rick. Um, I don't know if it should be the first one, but I definitely think it belongs in the top several. Uh, I think it's definitely one of the most unique and genre-bending. Um, you know, it's got Western elements. It's definitely sci-fi, still Star Wars. Uh, it's got romance in it. It's got really good characters. So uh, it's a solid book. And like we talked about last week, and hopefully again tonight, there's just so much to think about yeah. in this book. And that brings a lot to Star Wars literature. Mm. So definitely top, top book. Oh, yeah, cool. I just a... saw that John Jackson Miller gave us a shout out on Twitter. So what's <laughs> up, John Jackson? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Okay, Emily, you're up next. Um, so I'm torn. Um, I think that this is an absolute masterpiece. I want to say that. I there is so much depth like the more we've talked about it the more I really see this is a truly excellent novel like the writing is incredible however I think that titling it Kenobi even though it is about Kenobi and it's about like how he changes from Obi-Wan to Ben it's a bit confusing as a first read because it's really Obi-Wan is only in a very small amount of the book. Most of it is the story of Pico Oasis and like Annaline and Oren Galt. There's a lot of other stories that it's, if you don't know that that's what the expanded universe is, then it's very confusing because this is the second Star Wars book that I read. And I just thought this isn't about Kenobi at all. Like it's about this random Annaline person. Like I don't care about this person. She's not in the movies. And so like, I think that it does belong. I would say that in order to truly appreciate this book for what it is, I would read it at the very end of like read the other five first and then read the last one. This is your last one. You know, Emily, yeah, that's great you tip. nailed it. I personally, my first recommendation that I always give people if they want to start reading Legends is Heir to the Empire because it is a book that you can come into uh, right away. You don't have to know anything. And, and you know, I'll talk about this more in a panel perhaps at a celebration but I, I think that's a great starting point i think kenobi is okay but it, it it doesn't really give you a taste of the rest of legends and and what is in the rest of legends uh there there's really no like big cameos where you know books uh some other books in legends will pull from from heir to the empire or dark empire in this case there there's only maybe like a couple of those things and, and it's mostly a standalone story and i think that's mm -hmm. why it's tough, right? Like, if you want to get into Legends, I feel like you need to get into a book that could lead you into a series of books. And then from there, you really start jumping off in the timeline and, you know, really start discovering. So that that's where I feel a little conflicted. But, you know, it, and it's, it's, it remains to be seen what this, what this movie does, right? What if it just completely just demolishes what we see in the book, right? Are we still going to have the same kind of feel for it? How is this really going to affect that? And uh, it's going to be interesting, right? We'll see what Celebration really brings into into Legends, I guess. Yeah, well said, definitely. 
I'm still reeling from the fact that John Jackson Miller gave us <laughs> I know. Out, I just so. read it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I feel, yeah, I feel like, like, like kind of bad for giving it a good because I really think it's good. Like, oh. You should be ashamed, Emma. You should feel ashamed. I had no idea if he was watching. <laughs> you should be ashamed. <laughs> I think it's important to have diverse opinions. Yeah. I think that makes for well, good content. Well, I think content. I made it clear that, like, I enjoyed it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I did. Like, John Jackson Miller, if you're watching this right now, I love I love your writing. <laughs> and how it's much good. can you truly uh, well. appreciate Michelin star-level cuisine if you're consuming at times three speed? That's right. I fair mean, point. Like, fair, can you fair, really, right. can you really yeah. savor Michelin all of that? star quality, John Jackson Miller. That's what she said. Oh, yes. Michelin Listen, star. Listen, if I think about, if I I just... think about this for <laughs> another... Five hours at least, it'll go mm. up another notch. Like I guarantee sure. you, because right. if you listen to, to like, it on digest. two times speed, you might catch at least yeah. a couple more and words. Then on her third read, <laughs> I'll one listen to it at one speed. time speed, hey, and then I'll listen to it at half right. speed. You know, really soak it. <laughs> Rick has something to say. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, after listening to audiobooks that or podcasts, anything at over. over one speed normal conversations are so annoying you know like i like listening to another live show i'm like can i speed them up like this is so slow i can't handle this right now i I listen to all my podcasts Um, on two times speed and like if i meet other podcasters i listen to like sky talkers or blast points at celebration i'm gonna be like whoa you guys have like the weirdest voices (laughs) what if i meet podcasters that i like whoa that would be awesome yeah yeah it would Mm. it would Wow. I mean, I like you guys. I can't wait to meet you guys. How are we going to carry on with the show after that? Well, uh, anybody else? Uh, Should it or should Um, it not be in the foundational five? I think I was in the, um, like when we were discussing this, I think I was in the Take Kenobi off camp, even though I hadn't read it yet, which I probably shouldn't have been weighing in on this. However, I think I would would (laughs) change my opinion now. However, like Freddie said, uh, it kind of depends on what happens in Kenobi. Like, um, if this has the potential to kind of exist on its own um, and isn't like super contradicted, um, I, I think I think I would say let's keep it. Um, what I if think... this was the start? Of... Oh, if this was the start, yeah. Like, Imagine if that, like, a like yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Kenobi was just a start of what we're gonna see, and it's yeah. like, whoa, what okay. Like a, what if it's a, oh, what <laughs> if it's like a flashback at the beginning, and we see like Annaline and like. You know, the Oasis and stuff. But it's only for, like, two minutes. So it's like, you know, we acknowledge it, right? And then we, like, flash forward to present day. And he's still meditating. I'd like meditating. a comedic he's... first shot. Yeah, he's, like, like he's still trying to talk to him amongst a bunch Obi-Wan. of Eopi, just his head. Or Qui-Gon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, oh, we see him with a baby Eopi, yeah. right? And oh, the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think... Um, Knock on wood. Let's, let's hope for it. <laughs> let's hope for it. Let's hope for Rue. We get mention of Rue. She's canon. That would be ideal. Um, yes. If you're watching this live, we will find out tomorrow, uh, or at least the first two episodes. So, uh, long story short, I mm. think um, I think I might have commented um, a little prematurely. It's hard because I feel like there's so many good starting points uh, with Star mm. Wars books, and you know, because we were discussing putting Light of the Jedi in uh, in its stead, and I am like a huge proponent of that being anyone's first Star Wars book. Like that is what I. That's mm. literally. Uh, one of the first Star Wars books I gave my dad. It wasn't the first because it wasn't out yet, but it's one of the first. And mm-hmm. if I was to do it all over again and all the higher public was out and stuff like that, like it is now, I would absolutely give him Light of the Jedi. So it's hard to compare the two, um, but I-, I can see I can see both sides. It's hard. <laughs> 
That's cool. I didn't know you'd done that with your dad. I did, yeah. The first you didn't book give him I... Ruins of Dantooine? Oh, I thought about it, man. <laughs> I thought about it. Well, that reminds me, I need to bring my copy of Ruins I, uh, of Dantooine. I gave him Alphabet to Squadron house. to start because uh, I asked him, I was hmm. like, you know, what types of books do you like to read? Uh, you know, anyways, because he was like, I want to try out one of those Star Wars books. And I was like, oh, that's quite the question. Uh, so that's I started exciting. him on Alphabet Squadron. Now he's he's read all of the Higher Public, all the junior uh, novels, all the YA. Like he's really into it now. So I should give him a Legends book, you guys. I should give him Kenobi. See what he thinks. Oh my gosh! That's my next We're gonna show. have an episode Ooh. called Emma's yeah. Dad. I'm gonna Reads do that. The next week, yes. next week series too. If you like, you know, Alphabet Squad. Oh, I'd he go loved X-wing. Alphabet Squad. That's 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 X-wing oh, Squadron is the real OG. Yeah. So, let's do it. Because yeah. now I have that he does audiobooks on his commute, and now I have the there Kenobi audiobook because I, I had to find a way to get it done today. Yeah. Uh, so and we share an account. Uh, so that I get to listen there to him go. too, and bam, that is yeah, what I'll do. Rogue go. Squadron's a good wreck too. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm so excited. That's fun. Now I, I can see this going either way. I do see your point, Freddie, that you know it may not be the best for the fact that it doesn't like propel you into something else. It is a great book. In fact, that leads me into my assertion, right from my mic drop Ready. statement of the night. Just don't break I've it. I've got a bold claim that I developed as I was reading this book. And by that I mean, I came up with this last night, so see if it stands the test of time. I think this is the best. Come me to the one. All right, put me on the one. All right, I gotta make my make my I have a name. soapbox here. Just just demanding things. Here up. we go, Rick. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Show the man that's this gonna is... be a celebration. There we go. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. I gotta make a bold claim here. Here it is. Two minutes, Rick. Ready? Here it is. This is the best Star Wars novel. Kenobi by John Jackson Miller is the best Star Wars novel. Here's what, here's what I mean by that. As a novel by its own merits, it is the best novel. I'm not saying that it is the best Star Wars book or my favorite Star Wars book. Because honestly, I don't know what my favorite Star Wars book is. Because mm-hmm. Dark Empire is a comic. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. My wife asked me last night, "Which one's your favorite book?" And I was like, "How much time do you have?" <laughs> some time for this. Eventually, she cut me off. She was like, "That's enough. I'm done." So, but I don't think it's the best Star Wars book. I don't think it's my favorite Star Wars book. I don't think it's the best Star Wars story. So forth and so on. But as a self-contained novel, that is a story. That starts and finishes and takes you on a journey mm-hmm. and establishes its own characters and its own plot and has a twist that leaves you like, whoa, I couldn't have seen that coming. Um, and a book that says something and means something on multiple layers. I think this is the best Star Wars novel, canon or legends. And it means something broader than Star Wars. Okay, what do you guys think? Well, that was a I very good my pitch. <laughs> no, that's a novel. It is the best Star Wars book. Yeah, like I think you we can, can all a agree book on, that. on this. Like it's literature. It, it's, yeah, yeah, Emily, you you said it. This is literature. This is a book. If if we were to say this is the deepest and mm. or or the book with the most depth, possibly on my in, from my point of view, I think it has a lot of depth. There's a lot going on here that is is even unsaid right which we we talked uh, we talked about in the in the previous episode we had the indigenous versus the settlers right mm-hmm. we had the that encounter we had um a bully 
he's a bully. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's an absolute bully. And how that psychologically developed, right? He's not a bully because he's a bully. It's because he's desperate. And uh, and then, of course, uh, you have a very clear light and darkness going on. You have Kenobi, who is a Jedi, who is supposed to be the light in the darkness. So we have, there's a reason why there's there's hope in this area and why things don't go out of hand is because Kenobi does come in and he kind of ruins that for, for Oren. <laughs> but ultimately I feel like if you were to have like a seismograph of this book, right, where you could see the levels, it, it would just be one of the deepest things that, that touches on a lot of topics and a lot of issues without really even actually talking about it explicitly, right? It doesn't say anything about indigenous versus settlers. It, it's, it's touched on. We, we kind of see, we can see it, but I mean, once you think about it, Emily said it right on. This is literature. You could talk about that, the topic, how they were treated. Uh, and, and, you know, once you understand a culture, you, you tend to not be so, uh, I guess, what's what's the term I'm looking here? You're, you're not so prejudiced, right? Mm. Yeah, the more no we get to know, Yeah, the more mm. we get to know the sand people, we the more we get to see them as a culture, a tribe. And it's like, what? how are you killing these people, this this race right like that that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense and uh jared you you nailed it man you nailed it it's thank it's, you it's great i i see your point of view it belongs mm-hmm. on the list for sure i just appreciate <laughs> that emily got to use her anthropology degree tonight <laughs> yeah. on let's look back I, but that my eyes lit up. I, thought... I wasn't on camera but i'm sure rick noticed i was so excited it's like i can use my degree Emily, your turn. Four Go. Years Let's do it. I almost used I almost used the word ethnocentric when I was making the show notes. Did you really? And you used it. And I mean... I'm so proud. I thought that was a word that was only taught at Christian schools. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that uh, you know it too. Jared, I think you've like um I think you've convinced me like so you're defining like the best so you're saying it's like the best standalone novel you're defining novel as like a standalone thing like not part of a series right no not necessarily as a standalone but i'm saying as a novel the only one according to the term novel okay okay the only one that i could see coming close in my mind is alphabet squadron Hmm. but because i because i think it gets real deep like i Mm -hmm. i think it has yeah it's different in how it gets deep right like yeah, I'm talking canon on a legend so- show. My bad, but um, I but yeah, we totally uh, know what you're talking I, about. I get it though. <laughs> I, I get yeah, I I get your I get your your point of view though. Like this is like um you know it's like the fine wine of you know legends books, right? Sure, is or grape dusty? juice. That's right, <laughs> or grape juice if you're not an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, it was made in old number one, right? The, the yeah. vaporator that. That makes the sweet water. I'll tell you Uh, what. When I'm, I was out mowing the yard when I was listening to that part about Mm. how sweet the water is from old number one. I was, I stopped the mower (laughs) and walked in the house and was like, SpongeBob, water. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, that was maybe your best voice yet. (laughs) Yes. What a night for me. John Jackson Miller tweeted at me. It's a good tweet. Do you you want to read it on air because it, it. Go for I mean, it. Go for it. It okay. was a week ago, so we're really late checking our Twitter <laughs> for reacting our to it. Our Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, Go for it, I, I'm going to read this because I, I started reading it after Jared mentioned it, and I could see why he was smiling. Uh, all Same. right. This is from John Jackson Miller. Uh, 33 minutes ago from me reading this. Another fun podcast. Uh, well, actually, should I read ours first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, join... 
oh i think it's just us posting about let's see hello there yeah we're just talking about kenobi we tagged him in it and so he responded so he must have listened to our podcast that's fun that's yeah. crazy he listens sometimes yeah. yeah another fun podcast and and in answer to a question that's on it the first del rey book with the legends banner was the eighth printing of my lost tribe of the sith i believe kenobi was the first hardcover to get the banner in paperback i saw a bannerless cover version early on there we go Answer. That's so crazy. That's such a I've fun never fact. Seen, I've never seen a bannerless cover. Is it, are they like the prototype rocket launcher Boba Fett's? Oh. <laughs> like, are there Kenobi bannerless Kenobi paperbacks out question. there in the somewhere. wild somewhere? But there's there's only I mean, like yeah, four like, in existence. Have you ever gotten a um, well, like yeah, like the early release books? But like uh, the some publishers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some publishers though, like they they don't they publish with cheaper like substandard uh, print material that it's like just for like the author and maybe like a focus group. I've, I've been like an early group for some Christian like theology books and like uh, some Christian fish fiction where it'll say advanced reader copy and all that. And so like it's possible that it's paperback, but it's one of those that's not intended for circulation, but mm. it exists. It's like a it's intended so... for my collection. That's what it is. Exactly. Gotta get that's, 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 that's what I was thinking. Woo! Hole in your Man, I, I'm, I'm fired up. Woo, how about that? That's really cool. Find it wow. celebration. Now that we've complimented him, let's critique the book. Yeah. <laughs> Should there have been more young Luke? Hmm. Uh, I was just listening to The Cosmic Force this morning and aired last night, which if you're watching this live, was a week ago. So, All right, so that makes a walking. ton of sense. We're flow walking. walking like Jason Solo here on Legends Look Back. All right. Um, <laughs> leg- uh, in, in the journals of Ben Kenobi, there is quite a bit of young Luke. Yeah. He crashes his, his T-17, what is it T-16 called? The Skyhopper? Sky, so- T-16 Skyhopper. Skyhopper, yeah. Okay, fine. I was off by a digit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so Luke is a part of the story, but he's really not in this. Yeah. Should there have That's been true. more Luke... Um, well, didn't we see at the beginning of the book, um, he, mm. it, he was a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like he was too young to like do we anything. We've seen him throwing up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like baby. Yeah. Change time. I mean, Emily knows like babies, they don't, they don't do much. Like, they you know, don't, they, they eat, don't they get poop, into much sleep. trouble. Yeah. They do do much. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Gosh, I was thinking go, like, jokes. even, even if they were to have like little baby Luke crawling out into the desert and then you know obi-wan grabs him puts him back into the cradle and just like takes off no one knows but that doesn't i don't know that just seems like aunt brew and <laughs> uncle owen are just not responsible <laughs> okay but technically technically he was in a lot of action technically he was in the bar fight at the beginning technically oh yeah mm. john jackson miller said that prologue was one of the only two things that his publishers told him to edit for the second draft was to add a prologue because Kenobi didn't come up um, in the first like 40 pages of the novel. Mm. So they said, do a prologue with Kenobi in it. And Mm. so that was actually added later kind of as additional material. And you can find out these kinds of details on farawaypress.com where John Jackson Miller does his, uh, you know, behind the scenes chronicling of the production of these books, which is really fun. It makes mm-hmm. it tough for me as an interviewer to write questions <laughs> that are not already answered there, I'm telling you. But I've got some, don't you worry. And you've probably heard them by this point <laughs> when you're listening to the show because time. Time. All right. <laughs> crazy. Anybody else? Young Luke. 
Yes or no? No, 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 young Luke. Just, just no. Why? I think it would have taken <laughs> away from your tired kids because you're a youth minister. <laughs> yes, no. Um, because it doesn't need to be about Luke. Mm. Kenobi has a story to tell on his own, and you know it's okay to have a non-Skywalker in a in a, in a story. You know, I'm I'm good with it. Thank you. Insert Excellent the Michael point. Scott gif. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there should have been any more because I think this book is perfect as it is. Hmm. Flawless. There, there's a couple things where I'm like, that's a little silly, you know, monkey Jabba. Or uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to list all the silly things because uh, I want to be nice. But um, Star Wars is They're silly. Fun. It's, it's fun, faking though. in space. It's silly. You know, it's got to be a little yeah. silly. It's faking I in space. I've, I've listened. I I've re-listened to this book more times space. than just about any, like five or six probably. Maybe eight. I mean, I've, I just, this is a very rereadable book. Yes. What was your point, Emily? Oh, I just, I was saying I love the little, like, tidbits, like the ridiculous tidbits. I just think they're the best. <laughs> like how Hello There was in the book a bunch of times. Yes. <laughs> like, like, that's that fun. Is like, oh, that's why I love being on Legends, like a Legends show. Like, I read way more canon than I have Legends. I'm working on it. But, like, how ridiculous, like, Legends can be so ridiculous. And oh, yeah. I'm yeah. so here for it. I love it. Emily, I want you to pay attention throughout the rest of the year. Every Legends book you read, I want you to write down the page number of the quote in every single Legends book. I, I'm serious. Not a one <laughs> missed this. Every single Legends book has this exact line. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. Every cool. single That is not Legends. shocking to me. That's what I was going to guess. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Every single Now that one. I say that, I wonder, was it in Kenobi? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. It, it had to be. <laughs> Somebody get a PDF yeah, and yeah, command I, F it's that. It's almost mandatory. <laughs> oh, that's good, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Somebody command F that, please. <laughs> well, Sounds like a bad thing to does, say, people. It, <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> I said it for like, John Jesus. Jackson Miller. <laughs> that does. Uh, I yes, should ask him that. Does anyone add ever asked him Add it to the notes. Oh. Yep. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Just, yeah. So um, we're, we're a no on young Luke. How about Tatooine? As a planet, I mean, I can't think of any other Star Wars book that takes place entirely on one planet. Can you? <laughs> yes. What? A new dawn. Okay. What planet? That one that they're on. <laughs> is it Lothal? <laughs> no, actually, it is a system. They do, they do like, like asteroids. I was gonna say, and stuff. I remember the ghost being a big part of that, so I feel yeah. like they went somewhere. Um, they went somewhere. Um, give me a second. And it's excellent <laughs> oh, no. for world building. Excellent for world. Let me take a oh, quick look at my bookshelf. <laughs> every yeah. single thing that's Tatooine is in this book. Yeah. Name me something from Tatooine. Tatooine, it's just a fun word. Anchorhead. Banthus, right? They're in here. What else? Uh, I mean, Tuscans. Tuscans. Moisture farmers. Yeah. Moisture farmers. Moisture farmers. Huts. You learn so much about the art of moisture yes. farming. And it's not I just. I feel yeah. like if, right. if somebody asked water. me, "Hey, what is a moisture evaporator?" I could give you a dissertation on how it all works. Now, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, you just gotta Why get those settings. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Just write up that dissertation. What's your point, Freddie? Well, I'm just saying that the fact that the that it describes the sweet water that we mm-hmm. talked about earlier, and I don't know if anyone can read that page and not just like have a little, you know, lick of the lips and thinking, man, I I need to try that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was. I mean, look at that. You you talking about that page made me take a drink. I know. Of water. I feel like I'm. Mm. I like need my water now. <laughs> yeah, Freddie's Congratulations, water John Jackson Miller. Moist. You sold us on water. We're a huge yes. fan. Made everybody thirsty, Miller. but in a little different way. <laughs> you know who like needs that? those you little flavor Chuck... drops? Just read this. You'll want more Did water. Did you know that Chuck Norris has a water brand? What? Oh, no. 
Well, Chuck Norris has a water brand. Know, what is it? <laughs> it's like C Force or something. I want you to talk like about C4. your water. Like what C4. is yeah, I did it earlier? My Rick. water. Uh, crazy water. <laughs> crazy. Crazy water. That's right. It's got. By this. It's got high high levels of minerals, natural alkalinity. <laughs> alkalinity. It's got lithium traces in it. And no joke, my counselor recommended it for me because apparently it chills you out and stuff. So Even though it's probably probably why it, it, why is it called one. crazy then? <laughs> is it for the crazies? Are you a crazy? What are you saying, huh? <laughs> what are you saying? Crazy ah, water. Ah. You can get it here. <laughs> crazy water. Proud sponsors of crazy. Legends Look Back. All right, moving on. From Vaporator number one, okay? <laughs> That's right, from old number one. So what's your favorite piece of Tatooine world building? I mean, there's Sarlax, Ooh. there's Banthas, there's moisture farming, there's the Jawas. Jawas show yes. up. Uh, what else? What's I really your- enjoyed um, getting to see a different side of Jabba the Hutt. This is before I, I well, at least his, his um, menagerie and operation uh, this is before I read Han Solo trilogy, so I hadn't had much, uh, much Jabba outside the movies, and so this was it was cool to see. Oh, this is a real guy who owes money to this big bad guy, and so I don't know. That was fun. Excellent. I think Somebody like the else? whole like seediness of Tatooine is is my favorite. Like with the gambling and the cantina. Like I feel like there's not a whole lot of planets in which the seediness spreads so far in Tatooine. It's just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you got Bupa. Bupa shows up and he's like, Oren Gaul. <laughs> that voice was my favorite. Money. Give me the it money. was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, is somebody going to say the Sand People lore? Oh, that, yeah. That's before great. the Book of Boba yeah. Fett, yeah, nine Boba years Fett. ahead of its time. Yes, uh-huh. yes, that was incredible. This book did it before it was cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we, were, exactly. we were talking about the like whole um, like the black melon thing. Like you see the black melons in uh, from the journals of Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, those showed up in the comic for the first time, and then they used them in uh, the Book of Boba Fett and well, the Mandalorian so cool. first actually. So there's like I don't know. There's just so much cool Tatooine lore. Like, but they're in here. They're called something else. Oh, in they the are. Book, okay. But they're in here. I mean, yeah. that's a, it's such a cool idea. Like. Um, something that grows on Tatooine that provides water. Like, that's such a good idea. Because, I mean, you, like, think about it. They didn't always have moisture evaporator technology. Like, they would need water from somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Jared, what about yeah. uh, that canon ref or that Legends reference that we had? That To me, when I first saw that, I'll never forget my first read of Kenobi and seeing Sherrod oh. uh, Het, right, just... The fact that they were mentioned, I was like, okay, okay, John Jackson Miller, I see what we're doing here. <laughs> I like that you said Sherrod like Jared, so thank you for that. <laughs> I say Sherrod. Sherrod. Like he's, uh, yeah, like he's, like you tell legends about him, you know. Anyway, Sherrod. yeah, this is the most legendsy thing in the book. I've called this the legends linchpin of Kenobi. People often, if they don't know what they're talking about, will say, Kenobi could be canon. And I say, nope, couldn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> You know why? A huge, important character in this book is somebody from the Republic comics, and that is Sherrod Het. Emma, do you have any clue who this is? Um, I gathered from the context that he was a Jedi that turned into <coughs> a Tusken Raider. Uh, other than that, no clue. <laughs> what if I told you he's from the comics? Yes. Um, I would probably want to run to my iPad to read those comics. <laughs> You are in for a fun evening because oh they're some of the best Star Wars comics ever written, without a doubt. Nice. Um, 
so there's two characters, Sherrod Het, who gives birth to a son. Ready for this? Okay. Ah, Sherrod Het. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my neighbors back in Massachusetts, uh, father and son, Wayne and Dwayne. <laughs> no, stop it. That's not That's real. That's so bad. It is real. Oh, Dwayne was my, my best friend. Oh, my God. What? It- Israel. Okay, uh, sorry. I'm... Yeah, that's right. He's he's a huge Star Wars fan. So shout out to Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne's a real one. All right. That's right. Dwayne and Wayne. Yeah, Dwayne or Wayne. Wow. Wayne and Dwayne. So you got Sherrod Head <laughs> so cool. and Asherod Head. Okay, that's not confusing yeah, at all. Those they sounds are, like ancient Near Eastern gods. They are absolutely, Freddie. Tell them, aren't they the most important characters in all of Legends comics? I would say so. Uh, yeah, I would say so. That you know, I don't want to spoil it for you, Emily. Or Emily, have you read this, Emma? Emily, God, goodness gracious! I'm gonna. I'm surprised I haven't <laughs> yeah, done that. Yeah, our names are. <laughs> that's gonna be a zero for two on M's. <laughs> yeah. Hey M's. <laughs> Neither of us have read these, but we will both be just reading them, them shortly. You, just, just I don't do know that, if I yeah. want to ruin it for you, but but Jared and Sherrod <laughs> do. Uh, uh, Jared's right. Uh, you definitely want to. If, if you can, Emily, when you're on that airplane, wherever or Emma, wherever you're at, wherever you guys are at, just just read that, read them if you can, and you'll you'll understand what Jared's saying. Uh, gotcha. Definitely must. Yeah. Even though it's past midnight, I feel like I won't be able to go to sleep until I figure out what these people look like. <laughs> yeah. You've they already read the whole the... book of Kenobi today, Emma. <laughs> it's true. It's like yeah, I can, you can, more. You can there give tomorrow. it a rest for tonight. Uh, <laughs> They'll be there. They'll be there. We'll do like a whole round table <laughs> on the Republic comics. Please do. Sure. I'd love to, yeah. love to um, talk yeah. about that. Sherrod Het, he's got an interesting story. He's like frenemies with Anakin and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. And there's a whole standoff between him and Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Between uh, Sherrod Het and Obi-Wan on Tatooine. It gets confusing. It's very legendsy. Yeah. Very legendsy. But the way that factors into the story, of course, in Kenobi is a Yark's sister was married to mm-hmm. Sherrod Het, who was the former Jedi who came and became like a militant Sand People leader, right? And mm-hmm. so because of that, she saw how important the Force was mm-hmm. as it could influence the Sand People and make them great. Right. And so she wanted another Force wielder to make them great. And wanted Battle to be Therefore, tried, <laughs> tried to get Callie thinking it was her, wasn't, then tried to get Obi-Wan. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to do that, but... I will come up with a plan B. <laughs> so, ever the negotiator, Kenobi. The negotiator. Ah, the now, negotiator. <laughs> Rick, did that stuff make any sense to you if you hadn't read the the uh, the Republic comics? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I follow, but I, I also want to go read them tonight because I'm interested. So, yes, right. They are, Rick, let's have a let's stories. have a just let's just <laughs> pull an all nighter and read all of Republic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's the deal. It starts with the series called Star Wars from Dark Horse. Oh, this sounds and then confusing. It, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So then it becomes Republic, <laughs> but most of that isn't about Sherrod Head. It's about Quinlan Voss. But there's really no labels <sighs> to warn you when it is about Quinlan Voss and when it's about hmm. Sherrod Head. So Hatt the Wook is my friend. And Anakin. The no, because it'll friend. spoil everything. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. Wook. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And never then. Mind, never mind. Then, is there a Utini guide for this? Ooh. Yes, but it's also spoilery. I wrote ah! it. Okay. <laughs> but I can pull the issues and, and give them to you. Okay. So it goes okay. from Star... Ready for this? It goes from Star Wars to Republic. The same series then pivots a third time to <laughs> the Dark Times. Dark Times is the same series, but just continues. Then, if you want the full story of Sherrod Het and Asherod Het, it continues into Legacy. Legacy. 
Legacy then, when it's finished, becomes Legacy War. <laughs> Legacy War, after you after you finished it, there's a sequel called Legacy Two. Ready for? Th- Can you recite it all back to me? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy. If far, it takes far. you like five minutes to explain this, that means that it's way too conf- confusing. Just ask Jacob. I talked yeah. about Legacy on an episode with Jacob, so he went and started to read Legacy. Then he got to the. And Freddie, what's that crossover event from Knights of the Old Republic? Oh, he's told me all about this. He was mad at you. Vector. <laughs> he was like, what has Vector. Jerry gotten me into? He's like, he got to Vector. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Vector. And then was like, I don't know what's happening, so I'm going to go back and read these other series. So then he started reading Republic. Yeah. He started reading Knights of the Old Republic. How many comics do you he, think he got through until he figured things out? <laughs> so he got sidetracked by the crossover event and never made it through Legacy. I think he just gave up, honestly. Like, I haven't heard anything about it. Gave up, it. and he moved to the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need to get far away from this man. Oh, my gosh. Literally in Vietnam as we speak. Yeah. Shout out to Jacob. Oh, my gosh. We love you. Also, if you get to a crossover event, just just keep reading what you're reading. Don't feel like you've got to fill in all the details. Yeah, That's absolutely. a great way to get great way to get bogged down. But it's a great story as it concerns Sherrod Head and his son Asherod yeah. Head. Well, it also relates really well to not the extremes of the Star Wars universe with Republic and Legacy, but some stuff we're a little bit more familiar with, right? Like Episode Three mm-hmm. and Four. You know the movies. How well does this book do at filling in the gaps between episodes three and four? Well, I think it's one of the best filler pieces. I would agree. I would agree with that because we see we see him like bringing baby Luke to the Lars homestead. We don't actually see that scene, but we know that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of me wishes that we got a little bit of like um, like when Obi Wan leaves Luke with uh, the Larses, like. I've always wondered, like, what was their reaction? Why were they just like, oh, yeah, we'll take this baby, no problem. Like, that's not how it works, <laughs> like, in in life. Mm. So I kind of wonder, you know, wonder what that was like. I also feel like, um, you know, one of the other kind of questions I had was, like, I feel like he lived really far away from the Larses, and I feel like that mm. wasn't the – oh, uh, that wasn't the whole purpose of, like, his mission that we knew of in Revenge of the Sith. But honestly, those are just tiny things, and you know, I have a like completionist personality, so I, I honestly think you're you're right, Jared. It it did, um, you know, lead into episode four uh, very well, in my opinion. Yeah, hmm. sure, Freddie. I think so. Going back to just the times when it was just the <laughs> the original three movies, right? You don't really know what's going on in in the history before that so then we get the prequels and the prequels very well explain what life was like during those times there was tons of jedi first of all that was the crazy thing to see tons of jedi uh and after that right uh, late much later on 2013 uh we know that there that he must have been there we we had an idea okay well he he was watching over luke for a while clearly uh we we filled in the gap but we don't we don't know what was going on and and it must have been difficult, right? We don't know that story. So having having us look at Obi-Wan talking to Qui-Gon, pleading, like, I know you're not going to hear this, but, like, <laughs> please, like, you know, I feel like he, he's just begging for, for interaction and seeing that struggle. Uh, I think it's a great uh, gap to see the, the struggle and sacrifice that, that Ben Kenobi went through to become Ben Kenobi. 
Man, that would have been a great title, like Pride and Prejudice, Struggle and Sacrifice, <laughs> a Star like Wars story. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Emily? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I think it does a really great job of kind of doing a slow fade, because there's a lot of time in between those two episodes. It's like a whole generation has to grow up. Um, <coughs> so I think it does a great job of kind of like indicating that a lot of time is going to pass, because it is a kind of slower paced book. Where it's a lot of internal growth. And um, I think that that just kind of sets the tone for the this time spacing. I'm not sure. The rhythm? No. That's I right. You got to sink in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to like sink in. You're in for the long haul. Yeah. Part of it is it's an empire. Mm-hmm. And you want mm-hmm. the empire to be formidable and have like this long reign. There's this huge change that happens between the prequels and the original trilogy. And really in, you know... In universe time, it's only 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Just in all that long. So you've got to like sink in and let it feel longer than it really is. But to think of 20 years of That's propaganda. That's how I think you threw it in my, in my mind. Right. Go ahead, Freddie. I was thinking 20 years of propaganda as well, right? Like We get to the point where, where Luke is like, yeah, I want to be a pilot for the imperials and that's like a normal thing <laughs> but <laughs> sure you know and and that's just what what uh propaganda does so in, in that time the change from what we see at the end of episode three and the beginning of episode four the amount of 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 change in in the entire galaxy right is is crazy and 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 the crazy part of this whole thing is that kenobi has to sit still right he has to stay still he has to see things through and and it's all on on hope there's nothing else than hope there's nothing written down that says this is going to happen at this time they're just like he's our last hope <laughs> this is it this is all we this is all writing on this on this kid and that means enough to to kenobi to stick back and uh you know take care of of luke but also deal with the whole indigenous uh colonialism thing which is a big deal yeah, this is really one of the weightier parts of the book. I'm interested in how this hit you all. The idea that the, the settlers have come in and they've built their moisture evaporators and they drive their land speeders, and yet they exist alongside the Tuscans who they villainize <laughs> and they've made subhuman in their eyes. And this book mm-hmm. helps you to realize they they have concerns and they have sons and daughters and they have their own culture and custom it really is a commentary on colonialism it's something i'm interested in asking john jackson miller about in fact Mm. Uh, what is the commentary that he's trying to make concerning colonialism and our treatment of indigenous species you know just Mm. for some light thursday night conversation (laughs) (laughs) man yeah that's that's powerful i know it's i'm i'm glad that you know, it was addressed because I feel like, you know, at in 2013, we, you know, weren't really talking about that type of subject as much as we are now, especially with like, you know, Book of Boba Fett addresses it. Um, mm-hmm. And we've just had, you know, kind of more conversations about it in general. Um, and I honestly think like if I were to take a stab at what his message, you know, what he was trying for his message to be is that, you know, you're people's perspectives are different depending on your situation, where you grow up, how you grow up, um, what your life circumstances are, and that in general, you know, people shouldn't, shouldn't judge other people 
uh, about that, uh, you know, because everybody's lives are different. Everybody's norms are different. Um, because I think we see that with, um, uh, I lost her name. Uh, Annaline? Annaline, yes. Uh, we see uh, Annaline, you know, uh, empathizing with the Tuscans when nobody else does. And I think it's because she realizes and, and recognizes that we all have, like, basic things that, like, tie us together. You know, we're all humans. In in her case, they were um, both mothers. So we all have things that, like, tie us together, even if, you know, some other things are different. So I think that the message was that uh, while we have our differences, uh, our similarities can bring us together more than the separation oh. that our differences make. It works yeah. on levels. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Must, must be a masterpiece. <laughs> it, it's got levels to it. I, I got to say, nice. like, just as I'm talking about that, I've got it in the back of my mind. I'm like, why did I say this was good? Like, literally, there hasn't been any other Star Wars book that has made me think like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. It's a slow burn. It's almost like I'm about to ask you for your new rating here in a minute. Okay, Emily, <laughs> what, was your, what was your take on the the anthropology of colonialism? Oh, gosh. Um <laughs> I mean, I think it's ethnocentrism for sure, because mm-hmm. uh, we all come into our, we all come into the world and into our communities with certain ideas of how things should be done based on our background, and it's a constant conversation that we need to have about if what we know to be true, or what we think to be true, is actually true, or if that's just our experience. Mm. Um, because that. everybody, there's a different side to everything. Um, and I think this book really highlights that very well. It's like it's not it's not trying to make a clear statement either way. Because, yeah. you know, like Tuscans right. still murder and raid. And like, who's to say if that I mean, it's generally speaking, that's not a great idea. So like they, they are ethnocentric and that, that they view the settlers as invasive. And sure. I mean, I love like the statement of like, we don't barter. Yeah. Tuscans take. Tuscans take. Um, they have a warrior sure. culture. Mandalorians have a warrior, warrior culture too. So like their rules kind of just apply to them, but they kind of don't when it comes to taking life. So uh, that's where I think a Jedi kind of put in the middle of this conflict is a really fascinating struggle of, okay, so who who do you side with? How do you make peace with just two very opposing cultures? Yeah. Wow. You know, there's mm-hmm. Emily. That you hit a lot of great points there, and and I keep thinking because I I've actually taken uh, an indigenous class in in college, uh, and and the one thing that I learned was during each encounter, and they call it in you know certain encounters, you've got like the Spanish entrada is one one uh, instance, and then you have the British uh, encounter. During these encounters, there is one common theme, and it's disruption. Mm. right there's the, the the whoever it is the spanish or whoever come in completely change the the way of life of what's happening and it's because of of the superiority of the technology right because that that does have something to say uh because if you look at like for instance in in american history uh you had indigenous peoples in throughout the u.s and you had massive massive villages that were bigger than some of the metropolises to date like they're they're humongous things that existed in the united states and of course you had uh certain rich cultures that were developing uh for instance the the six nations i believe in 
in the Northeast, uh, the what is it? I know I'm not sure what the appropriate name is. Iroquois Confederacy is is, is what I've heard before. Uh, you know, starting government before government was even a thing in the United States. Wow. And and what happens when another culture comes in? It totally disrupts the timeline of what the possibility of this culture could have been if they were left alone. And that's one thing that we see in in Tatooine, right? They settlers just found this place and decided, all right, moisture evaporators everywhere, totally disrupting the culture and way of life of of mm. whoever was there beforehand. And it just, it's the same thing we see nowadays. We don't respect that there was a thing before us and there was a thing yeah. here, even before, you know, before, before anybody existed, there was, there was stuff happening here and we totally just, dis- we, uh, not we, but you know, the, the, at the time the colonialists disrupted that path and we never got to see what, what it could turn out to be. And I feel like what could have the sand people been like if they were left alone? Right. If, if they just stopped picking like on them, the empire hadn't taken over. You know. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. it's a very deep book, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, just just pointing out too, like we talk about Tatooine as oh moisture vaporators and all that, but the Tuscans they remember the Dune Sea. Yeah. You know, they remember mm-hmm. the water that was on the planet, yeah. and so like literally their their view of the world is completely different from <sighs> the, co- the colonialist. Um, I was gonna say too, like I mentioned some of this last week, but. Um, I watching the movies didn't even see Tuscan Raiders as people, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, not even register as alien. I think it was animal, like that was mm-hmm. my view of them. Varmint as a kid, just yeah, like they were just they were animals with guns. And so this book really opened my eyes to, mm-hmm. huh? Maybe they're not like a species. Maybe they're actually a a people um, that is a like you know spoiler for the end of the book. Um, a collection of people, you know, and, and a different, different backgrounds. They may not all be the same species even, um, but are Tuscan as a people. Um, so anyway, um, good, good discussion for sure. Wow. Y'all have kind of left me speechless. I'm just like sitting here examining myself and my own yeah. motives. Yeah. I'm not right. even cracking jokes. I'm like, now's we'll the time. A now's the time meditation. for reflection. I see Rick Br- yeah. Rick's brewing a joke. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say we're all trying. doing jokes. Yeah. I think we killed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you'll all rise as we stand and sing, <laughs> right, Jared? Amen, brother. Yes. Awesome. So, oh I am, I am, you know, oh, man, the, you didn't see him as people. Oh, man, I was about to say something about that. Wait, that's, can I say something really about that, actually? beautiful thing. Sure. So, yeah. I don't think that the movie, like, wanted us to see them as people because we were supposed to sure. be, no we were doubt. supposed to, like, yeah. side with Anakin and stuff. So, like, yeah, totally. um, but, but now, but oh. now I like seeing them as people to sort of, like turn that on its head and and look at Anakin. It makes me look at Anakin in a different light in that situation yeah. for sure. Oh, totally. Ready for a crazy thought? Yeah. That's true too. Um, the whole scene in A New Hope when um, Ben, you know, scares off the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. What if it's like a insider thing where it's like Leave my those are his old buds? <laughs> and no, it's like a like yeah. a stage, you know, like his crate dragon call. They know it's him, and so they they play big, but really it's just a. Wink, wink, yeah. kind of encounter, you well, know, where it's like because he needs to get Luke oh, to been... like come yeah. with them, you know, so they like stage it. <laughs> yeah, that's just just a fun, fun thought. Fun what thought. it taught me was that he learned that they're scared of crate dragons, yeah. so mm-hmm. he, yeah. he started using that to his advantage. Yeah. Um, um, Jared, I have a question for you. Well, sure. and everybody that's read this book before, when you guys were watching 
the season premiere uh, of The Mandalorian, the second season, mm. wh- how, how did you react to that crate dragon? I mean, I know it was in like KOTOR and stuff, but like, it was especially with this book. I honestly thought crate, well, I had seen crate dragons in, I haven't mentioned this in a while, so if you've been holding that, that uh, toothpick holder with liquid inside for a while, uh, in Star Wars is. Galaxies... The uh, <laughs> the crate dragons are very much like l- very scary, large iguana-ish looking creatures who are on land, right? Same kind of iguana-looking thing, but just a massive, humongous dinosaur-esque creature. And it was it was totally not what I expected when I when I saw the Mandalorian. W- when I first saw, it, I was like, okay, reinvented. I see, but it makes sense with you know trying to look at the the skeleton and figuring out how exactly that would that would look. I thought more KOTOR than anything mm-hmm. else than, than this book. Mm-hmm. Em- Emily? Well, the, the series, it seemed, I feel like the crate Dragon was like almost too big. Like, it's just, yeah. it was like they tried to merge a crate Dragon with, like, one of the sandworms from Dune. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. it was just like too that. big to go underground, yeah. you know? Like, it was Maker. very impressive, and it definitely made a statement, but, like, compared to what I've read, it just kind of seemed a little bit too big to be functional yeah because in the book it's it definitely seemed a little smaller i mean he he was able to stab his uh you know obi-wan was able to stab his you know brain with his lightsaber so he basically like jumped on top of him but you know mando like flew inside his guts you know (laughs) like i still i still kind of picture a big creature that he's fighting against so it's not like like, um it's not like a gardener snake you know yeah. Gardner snake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bigger than a gardener snake, smaller than the Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah, somewhere. So that's in, a sweet spot. In that range, for sure. So we talked about that's what came sp- up in that Disney Plus show. What about the new Disney Plus show? What is one thing from this book that you would like to see included in Obi Wan Kenobi? I think we could all agree. Ewan McGregor hitting <laughs> Disney Plus on May twenty seventh. There's one thing Ready? we do all agree on, I think, and that's Rue. What's that? I'm so scared. Yes, Rue. Yeah. Rue, It's not going to be Rue. I mean, it's going to have a different name, isn't it? It's Poo. the stupidest thing. Isn't it going to have a different name? Poo. They're going to give it a different name, aren't they? Uh, uh, most, I was gonna... most likely, but if, if they just named it Rue, it it would be such a perfect fan service because it yeah. it's just enough where we'd be like, okay. Because it has good. zero impact on the story. Honest to God, yeah, exactly. it has yeah. zero, zero impact. impact on the story. So That's right. That's please, a perfect Easter egg. Please name it Rue. Clapping emoji. Do it, and you're cool. Do it, and you're cool. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so something other than Rue. I'll say something Emma. like, uh, I feel like this is a big ask, but I I would love... Yeah, 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 yeah Rick. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I would love to see... <laughs> Why do I keep forgetting her name? You know? <laughs> Annalyn. Because you read the book in a day, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, y'all making me laugh. Annalyn <laughs> is... Annalene. You'd like to see her in the show. Yes, I, I would like love to see, to see the her. Oasis. Yeah, because, yeah, well, because, like, um, although, to be honest, I couldn't... I mean, we kind of know who everybody's playing now. Like, the you know, they released, like, that cast list and the pictures. Right. We kind of right. know who everybody's playing now, so I can't... Well, I, honestly, like, I... I can't even, I don't even know how I picture her even, but it would just be cool even if we saw like 
her for like a second in the background. Mm-hmm. Like he went to the Oasis, but it's not called the Oasis, but we can interpret it as the Oasis. Yeah. And he goes to get a drink and there's this woman uh, who is sure. middle-aged and maybe there's a kid around, a couple kids around. Maybe there's or some animals in the back. You know? Check it out. He needs to get some like intel of something or he might need some supplies. He's like, I have a friend. And it just happens to be like a, a very short um, yes, like cameo of like him yeah. going to the Pico Oasis or calling yes. the he's like yeah, call my friend at the Pico Oasis. It's like whoa, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd like All to right. see if they go to a bar. I like for it to be called Dan R's Claim or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. That just a little yeah. nod. Yeah. Why? Rick. Sorry, I'm, I keep interrupting you tonight. You're uh, good. Go for it. How How about she's off planet at this point? You know. Right. Where he like has to put in a request. What's her What's her study that she went into? Like the field of study she oh, went into? Um, zoology. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, what if that that was the connection where he somehow contacts her for like her expert opinion about this, and it's just a small line, but you see that she got off the world, and so like Danar's claim is ran by the guy that she left in charge or whatever, but it's not not hers anymore. You know, she got where, off Tatooine, but you know where she yeah. went? Alderaan. Alderaan. Oh no, that's right, that's right. But there, there's, there was like 10, that, 15 years. Yeah, that hasn't then, happened you know? yet. So yeah, we're safe. She had time. What about Glomer? Wah, wah. Yeah, Glomer. Wanna you want to see Glomer in the series? I just want to see him as a mechanic in the back. He's like, "Hey, Glomer," and that's it. Just a name. I want a name what's drop his, of somebody. What's his species? He kind of yes. reminds me of um, like a uh, Claude from the Affindian. Fin- oh sure, I think Affindian. Oh, okay. I think okay. I picture a Duros, but I could be wrong. I don't know why I, I completely I s- picture Claude's species from the rest. Like, um, like a mechanic, that's, but has no arms. <laughs> that's hilarious. That would be yeah. so perfect. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. I, I've wondered about, like, maybe one of the scenes, like the Sarlacc pit, the Bantha chase across the Sarlacc pit, mm. but it's different characters. Um, yeah. Nevertheless, there is, like, a high-speed Bantha chase into a Sarlacc pit, something like that. We need to see Sarlacc. Like a bantha. What's that? I feel like because we're on Tatooine, we need to see Sarlaccs for sure, or or mention of Sarlacc. So far, we've we've gotten it. I feel like every time, uh, you know, Book of Boba Fett, we had Sarlaccs. I was like, cool, check. I want to see that. I want to see more Sarlaccs in in canon. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they have the assets to do it, right? Like, they've designed it before. Like, I have no idea how how all of the CGI works, but... We you understand know, they can, they how ILM works. Yeah. They have all the assets. Sure. They got it. They got it. They <laughs> can do it in like two seconds. It's fine. Copy paste. It's Come like on, when guys. I tell Rick, hey, pull up that image. It's in the Google Drive. <laughs> and like I just expect images. that he can figure it out. Because <laughs> I trust him. Yeah. I use the force. <laughs> okay. Let's go around the horn. Let's start with you, Emily. Uh, one last final rating for Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. Masterpiece, for sure. <laughs> Emma. Uh, it is increased to incredible John Jackson Miller. Mm-hmm. I love you. I'll take I it. I apologize for earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And your apology will be in the mail. We'll call yes. YouTube to come film it tomorrow. If you're going to celebration, I will give you a personal apology. <laughs> He's not, so you escaped that. John. You dodged that bullet. Well, I'd love to And Freddie. <laughs> I'm still going to stick with Masterpiece. I think the de- the more I think about this book, mm. the the more depth it has and the fact that Emily talked about it a bit ago, it's not overtly talking about colonialism or, in, or you know, ethnocentrism. That's a great word, by the way. Uh, it, it's not talking about, you know, uh, men 
men's uh, women's rights versus men's rights versus uh, you know everything else that we talked about in this episode for a 2013 book for it to be this deep mm. and to cover so many topics and for it to be Star Wars. It's <laughs> mm. pretty genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I was um, watching Shrek the other day. It reminds me, like, this book, it's an onion. It has layers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's right, Donkey. <laughs> what is your yeah, rating? It's still a piece of the master. <laughs> fan. And Jared? And I don't know <laughs> if I have anything substantial to say other than... Y'all really did blow up, it's a masterpiece, really did blow my mind with some topics tonight uh, and last week that I didn't think could make it on the show. Some some really in-depth conversations about colonialism and feminism and seeing the humanity in others. And, uh, wow, really blew my mind. I'm grateful to be a part of this with you guys and grateful for everybody who's been a part of Kenobi Week. So this officially wraps up our coverage of Kenobi Week. And by that, I mean it's in two weeks because we rolled this sucker oh, yeah. into one more week because we had to, mm-hmm. not because <laughs> we wanted Kenobi. to. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> because it's Kenobi. So next week, around the around the horn on all of our live shows, Living Force, Cosmic Force, Legends Look Back, we are going to be doing celebration recaps and I can't wait to hear what everybody's celebration was like. And I hope that we got some sleep. Remember Just the some. smells. Remember <laughs> the smells. What a sentence. Moist. Oh. Well, uh, oh, on that note, that is it for this week. Thanks for joining us for Legends Look Back. Thanks to our incredible patrons for your amazing support. And especially we want to thank, okay, Indoor, Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. And... Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. Remember to sub to the channel and leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice to help us make the show and help others find it as well. If you'd like your thoughts right on the show, let us know your thoughts about you know the topics of colonialism and <laughs> feminism well, or other things. You can... Email us at uh, legendslookback at uchini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. You can leave a comment on this episode on YouTube, or you can find us on Twitter at Legends Look Back. Or me, I'm at Jared Q. Mays. Freddie. At Wake Up Freddy. Rick. Moist Man Palps. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's somebody, but... That's uh... <laughs> not. I can't tell if it's a joke or not. I literally can't. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things I'm kind of like, eh. Okay, Rick is Rick underscore Grace. Emily? <laughs> At Darth Daybeck. And Emma? At Irma Jedi 26. If you're looking to buy some of these books, such as Kenobi, get the old one or the new one, the Essential Legends Collection. We're indiscriminate. Buy whichever one you want. As long as you go on over to uchini.com, Google the book there in the search bar, click the Amazon link in the profile, and then... You can have a book showing up at your doorstep after you've read it. Leave us a review and let us know what you think. And remember, keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you. This is a Utini broadcast. <laughs>